Well, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dwight Henry, your host, and welcome to the chat. I am absolutely delighted to have in studio with me today the minister at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ, Andy Brewster, and I look forward to getting to know him better and you to get to know him better about himself and his ministry. Andy, hey, th- thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Dwight. I appreciate it. I, I know you, you've had uh, you've had a bit bit of a busy summer. When we talked on the phone last, you've been doing some summer camps. How that, how that, as Dr. Phil might say, how'd that work out for you? Yeah, it went, it went well. <laughs> I was pretty tired. Two weeks back-to-back of Bible camp. Uh, in two different places, so it was a little bit tiring, but uh, but it was great. Had a good yeah. time. Yeah, tell time. me about the camps. Where were they? How, the, the, what 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 you did there? And yeah. the lives that were changed, difference that were made in lives, and that sort of thing. Yes, sir, absolutely. So we went to uh, uh, Short Mountain Bible Camp is the one that Jefferson Avenue goes to, and they and that's in Spencer, I think, Tennessee, just a little bit east of uh, of Nashville. And uh, we had about two hundred fifty folks there, and they wow. do they do it a little differently than what I'm used to. They had. Uh, all of Putnam County, uh, so a lot of the churches of Christ in Putnam County sure. were up there, and uh, we had a wonderful time. And I was with some of the older boys and didn't know a whole lot of people, so it was it was all new and different to me. But uh, but that was a fantastic week. I had some great lessons, and uh, it's always good to be up on the mountain. That's kind of the the phrase they use up on the mountain. It is. They didn't uh, venture. That's right. You're yeah, right about that's that. That's right. So it's a it's a great place. Beautiful part. A uh, beautiful uh, uh, campus there. Uh, you know, get get to see views of, of Nashville on one side and I think Murfreesboro on the other side. So at night, especially, you can see those lights and everything. So uh, so that was very neat. And then the week following that, I went to the camp I've grown up going to since I was 10. So uh, for, for quite a, many years now, and I'm the co-director of the third week at Palmetto Bible Camp, and that's in uh, Marietta, South Carolina, just north of Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, we had a smaller group there, probably only about 125, uh, but had a great week there too and had six baptisms and uh, I had a just a, a wonderful week, so it was good. Both of them were great. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, Andy, as you're as you're talking. Uh, I had, um, you know, I was uh, blessed to have a mom and dad who took me to church, kept me in church, and yes, sometimes, uh, as, as folks have said, I had a drug problem. They drug me to church. That's right, so I got yeah. to be a teenager, <laughs> but uh, and and it resisted that a little bit. But I am so happy, and, and as a part of that experience. Uh, I went to what I call Bible camp for Christian camp in the summer, three, three summers as a camper and then two as a counselor. Mm -hmm. And I was just reviewing those, those moments in my mind as you were talking and I just didn't, I knew they were important to me because it was just kind of, you know, it was just, it, get me kind of back on balance, you know, it got, helped me to focus right. on my priorities were, uh, and, 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 I, it was actually, this one was in Dayton, Tennessee. And, uh, not too long ago I was in Dayton and I drove up to that camp that I hadn't been on that yeah. campus in a lot of years. And it just came back to me really how much though that camp had meant to me. And you know, you just don't know you go, you go as a counselor, I went to be a blessing, but I ended up getting as blessed as much as I was a blessing. I'm sure you had that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Always have been, you know, it's, it's a, I do the same thing, especially the camp back home when I was uh, living in South Carolina. And uh, camp is it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful thing to to be a part of. I think the best part about it, though, is even when you go up there, you have those memories that come back. But you also recognize uh, that the thing that really makes camp is the people uh, and the people you get to spend time with, and they invest in you, and you invest in them, and it's it's a blessing. Yeah, yeah I actually had an opportunity to uh, uh, in Cuba not too long ago. Uh, uh, bumped into a lady in a, in a, in a store downtown. And I thought, wow, Miss Dorothy. I mean, it was like, yeah. and I said, camp. And she's, of course, I knew her. She'd seen hundreds of children. She didn't really remember right, me. I mean, right, but, and I told her about camp and how much of a blessing it was. And it just brought back those things. And, right. you know, and, and you know, Andy, you just don't know some inside the hearts and minds of those young people. They may have been 19 years old, maybe teenagers. I don't know, right. but something got in there that will most likely yeah. they'll, 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 they'll hang on to that forever. Yeah, absolutely. Seed, <laughs> seed was planted and watered and, and God will give the increase. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, welcome back home. Thank you. Appreciate Hope you've been able to get some rest <laughs> since you've been back. A little bit. Yeah. I knew you probably hit the ground running when That's you right. with your responsibilities at Jefferson Avenue. I want to talk to you a little bit about about your life. Uh, were you raised in a Christian environment? Did that it, was that a part of your upbringing? How, t- tell us about that. Yeah, I was. I was raised uh, going to uh, to church and uh, going to Bible class uh, since uh, since I was born. So uh, you know I, that's uh, life for me and. And uh, that's been wonderful. Our, our kind of our family story is that uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, she uh, she grew up going to church and was was somewhat you know active in church. But then she she stopped by uh, the West Side Church of Christ in Anderson, South Carolina, for a um, a car wash. And the lady asked her if she wanted to have a Bible study, and they they sat down. And uh, the lady showed her some scripture that that my grandmother, even though she'd been Kind of off and on going to church her whole life. She'd never seen some of those scripture, and she, uh, but based on that, decided to to obey the gospel. And and from that point on, our family's been uh, very active in in church, and and uh, that's continued with my family and my brother's family as well. So uh, we're 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 blessed to be a part of the church for sure. Thank God for grandmothers. <laughs> Absolutely, no you know, about that. Again, you uh, your comments make me reflect on probably the person certainly my mother was a part of that but the most influential person in my life was my grandmother yeah and uh, we called her maudie yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, in fact i was the first grandchild i was the first one to call her maudie yeah I, and in fact they tell me early on i called her aunt maudie i don't know why i did that she was my aunt. <laughs> and then by the time she went to be with the lord everybody called her maudie there you go uh, yeah. she passed away when she was uh, went to be with the lord when she was 90 years old but uh but and that influence so so she somebody said to sh- sit down and had a bible study with her right. Showed her the word of God, which yeah. got in her heart, yeah. and she be- began to pass that along generationally to your family. Yep, absolutely. She and, just uh, just looked at it for for kind of the first time. Um, really, you know, she had, like I said, gone to church and and just listened, uh, but never really took it in and never really studied it for herself. And then when she when she w- was shown to her, just uh, she was. She was willing to be obedient because of her belief, for sure. So that was yeah. that was beautiful. Yep. The scripture tells that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and Absolutely. is profitable yes, sir. for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And and of course, as David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I yeah. might not sin against thee. So Absolutely. it got in her heart, yep. and she took responsibility and opportunity <laughs> to make sure it got in. I guess your mom or dad's heart, and, That's then, right. and then as a result of that, yep. you're here today. That's true. You're absolutely. here. You're here absolutely today. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, when did you um, When did you arrive at? Uh, and, and talk about your your ministry before you you came to Cookville. Okay, so uh, I went to a small college in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, called uh, Faulkner University, and I studied to. A Christian school, so I got a degree there in youth and family ministry. So I did youth ministry for about seven years in Greenville, South Carolina, and love youth ministry. Uh, I, I still love youth ministry today. I, some of the best relationships I've ever had with church folks came from youth ministry because it's just you're with the kids all the time and with their parents, and so you build great relationships. And then uh, following that, I went to uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, and worked at the uh, Charlotte Avenue Church of Christ and uh, was there for about seven years. And then uh, back uh, last year, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, in uh, August, I believe, got a got a phone call from uh, the Jefferson Avenue congregation, and uh, began that conversation there. And uh, my family and I moved here. Uh, well, I started preaching here mid October, uh, and then my family moved. My wife's a school teacher, so after she finished up schooling uh, in December, we all we all moved here. So, and we've been here since, and it's been great. Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some things that that you have going on there at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ. One that has particularly intrigued me yes, that I that I actually found out from a a, a board a, a sign that uh, that yeah. I, I read I read the uh, I read the copy on that sign and it made me think and made me uh, made me you know think well what what question would I ask and uh, again thank you Andy for so much for being here we appreciate your taking time uh, to visit with the uh, with us today again uh, this is 
to chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Our guest today, Andy Brewster, minister at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ. And we'll be back with more in just a moment. Hey, happy to have you with us on the chat today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. And our guest today is the minister at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ, Andy Brewster. Andy, thank you again for joining us today. We appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, talk to me about, before we move uh, to, to what uh, is happening at Jefferson Avenue, uh, your youth ministry. Mm-hmm. You said you spent you spent 10 years as youth manager at one location and then uh, sometime another. So that was your primary focus. What What's going on in the minds and the hearts and the challenges of our young people today? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a lot different than it was years and years ago when I was in school like that. A lot more opportunities, but a lot more exposure to a lot more things. What are you seeing out there as it relates to young people in our country? What yeah. are their needs? Yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot different even than when I was uh, growing up in school. And in, uh, I, I don't in my mind, I don't think it's been that long ago. It probably has been longer than I wanted it to be. Um, things that even um, Kids today are dealing with uh, the pressure and the of anxiety and uh, the worry and the concern. It seems like there's just so much of that that I guess all of us have had at various times. But um, but that there doesn't seem to be a release. And I don't know if that's um, you know the the social media aspect. And and of course, as everybody knows, you know, young people, not just teens, but you know, in the twenties and thirties, and maybe even maybe in all of us are spending a whole lot more time on our screens and. Uh, focused more on uh, what's going on in our, our digital world than what's going on in, in the real world. So I don't know exactly what's causing it, but I certainly think that's a that's a part of it. And uh, and I think that, that the lack of release of that pressure and the lack of release of that anxiety, uh, maybe through just something for little kids, as, as simple as you know, going outside and running and playing and uh, getting that energy out. And uh, But there, you're right, there's a lot of anxiety and nerves and pressure that seems to be built up and i don't know if that's from uh the desire to for people to really do good in school or or, or whatever it is but um one thing that i often think about i had uh, when i was in high school there was there was one young man who uh committed suicide in high school mm-hmm. and of course it was shocking and terrible and sad and, and all of those things that it always is uh but today uh you know we hear about high schoolers and middle schoolers and even from time to time elementary schoolers who uh, who commit suicide and it's not nearly as shocking as it used to be uh, it used to be a big a big shock uh, and and uh, and I I don't know exactly what the answer to that is Dwight I don't know why it's happening and I don't know exactly how we how we address it I do think you know maybe some of that 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 pressure certainly we need to find some way to help our kids release that pressure uh, and then you know find the peace that I think you know God can come from God certainly is something that would would help uh, that we don't have to worry about living up to the world standards in so many ways. You know, I asked uh, a long time ago, I asked uh, a, a elementary school teacher, one of my daughters mm-hmm. who had been teaching a long time. I said, what's the big difference today? And she had essentially the same response that you just gave. She said, uh, she said, well, the big, a big difference today, maybe the big difference today is when a lot of my children get to school today, they're already wired when they get here. Mm-hmm. They're wired and things are in their life that brings that pressure, that anxiety, that worry, yeah. that whatever we call it. Yeah, they're in, you know, they may be in a single parent home. Right. They may be in the, you know, with a, a second or third set of parents. Yeah. They may be uh, being raised by their, by their, their grandparents. Yeah. Uh, they may be in a foster home. They're just, there's just so much in our culture today in the last few decades that that did not exist even when even when I was a child. Right. And, you know, and and really the real answer to that, and I believe it to be this, the permanent eternal answer to that is it's a spiritual issue. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. You know, the the hope and the, the fact that, um, you know, we we 
compare ourselves. When I compare myself to other people, I'm always going to, you know, either say, well, at least I'm not as bad as this, or I wish I was like this person. Uh, but I think the, the part of the peace that passes understanding that God, that God provides is that we don't have to compare ourselves to one another anymore. And, and when we, of course, when we compare ourselves to God, we fall short too, but yeah. because of Jesus, he, he raises us up and, uh, yeah. and that, that I think can help release some of that pressure that we don't have to uh, be successful and have a, a big high salary or have a job title or have this, um, uh, position of, of influence or that sort of thing. We can just uh, be followers of God. Not, I, I mean, that helps me certainly. And I yeah, think that helps too. a lot of people that I talk to. Uh, so I think it would, I, I think the world would be a better place if more people were Christians. You know, I minister to uh, uh, folks in one of the uh, local uh, correctional uh, jails. Yes, sir. And if they don't, uh, uh, and I always say to them, if you don't hear me say anything else is that you are loved by God yeah, and you are very important of God and you are made in his image yeah. and he's and he is he has a plan for your life and his yeah. mercies are fresh every single day yeah. and once once folks know that that they're unique they're special they'll never be another them at yeah. all That's and they right. they have a purpose in their life that that does a whole lot for your self confidence yeah absolutely yeah. i've got a one of my favorite authors Brad Montague uh, he's a member of the church too and uh, he says in, in one of his books he says uh, you don't have to become someone you already are someone. Wow. And, uh, and that's pretty powerful to, to, if we can all realize I don't have to be like anybody else. I can just be me and, and the way that God made me and, and that I can strive to be more like Jesus because that's going to you know help me to be a better person. But, uh, but I don't have to achieve something to, to deserve love. You that's know? so rich. Right. That is so good. Yeah. I remember growing up, my, my dad was, had a, a nervous breakdown, mentally ill, which had a real stigma to it then. Yes, I had a serious weight problem when I was in elementary school. We were folks that were on welfare, public housing for a while, and yeah. all that really caused me to have a very poor, low self-image. Yeah. And the thing that really brought me out of it, Andy, is just say when I started, people started teaching me and telling me that yeah. I was made by God. I was in his image. I didn't have yeah. to perform to be that. He loved me. There's nothing I could do to make him love me any more than I did. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, if God thinks I'm special, yeah. I must be special. Absolutely. And that, that, do you see that? Is that still true today? Is yeah. That, you see I that? So. Absolutely. I think, I think people, just getting people to recognize that, that they are valued uh, in spite of all their flaws and, you know, God, God still loves them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. There's not, like you said, there's nothing we can do more to make a God love us more. And there's nothing we can do to make God love us less. No. Uh, even, even sin, which, you know, separates us. And I believe that, uh, but God still loves us. Even, even when we're not following him, even when we've turned against him, he still loves us just as much as he did. Uh, if we were following it every day after him. Yeah. We, and so, so you, it, it must be a very fulfilling thing to have an opportunity to for a number of years that you've had now to speak into the lives of children of teenagers yeah. and to and to and to see the word of God have an impact on their life that's just got to be yeah. that's just got to be a thrill beyond belief yeah absolutely yes sir to, to, to be able to, to to reach people and 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 you know like I said plant the plant the seed and, and let God give the increase is uh is, is a wonderful thing in teenagers and adults it's it's beautiful yeah yes, sir. Yep. yeah uh, I want to learn more about uh, when you knew that this uh, was what you wanted to do with your life. Okay. We want to learn more about uh, all that's going on now at uh, at Jefferson Avenue and your yes, role as minister there. And we're so happy to have you uh, have you in our community, and it's good to get to know you today, and we appreciate we appreciate it very much. Uh, you hopefully plan to stay with us a long time. That's the plan, Lord willing. I told the elders <laughs> when I moved here that we don't want to move until after the kids graduate for sure, if if, if even then. So I got a, yeah. I got a four year old, so we'll be here for a little while. How so. many children do you have? Uh, we got two at home. We got a seven year old and a four year old. So and you mentioned the one uh, in Prescott. Uh, I think we were right. off the air. Yeah, you, yeah. you got her all fixed up in Prescott. That's yeah. right. So did she, all your boys turn out to be girls like me, or do you have a, you have two girls? 
girls? I've got a, a girl and a boy. Yeah, girl so our four year old's a boy. Yeah. Okay. Well, Andy, thank you so much for being with us today. And you stay with us for another segment. Hey, we're happy to have you with us. This is a chat. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Good afternoon. Happy to have you with us. Thanks for staying here. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is a chat talking today with a minister at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ here in Cookville, Andy Brewster. Andy, again, welcome to town. Happy to have you here. Yes, sir. And uh, and I want to I learned a little bit about what was going on at your church uh, through what you call the one question project, the one question project. What is that project and how's it, how's it work? How did that come about and and what's happening with it at your church? I got you. So I've had some uh, some friends who have done this before. Actually, uh, the first one that I know, uh, the, the Mount Juliet Church of Christ in uh, just Mount Juliet down the road, uh, David Shannon, their minister and their, their leadership there, they did this several years ago. Uh, now I've actually done this in South Carolina, and it's been done in a few different places. But uh, but basically the, the effort and the hope of the One Question Project is for uh, us to get out to the community and to ask this simple question. If you could ask God one question, what would you ask him? And uh, and that's, you know, churches, and I'm guilty of it, and churches, I think a lot of churches are guilty of it. We want people who are unchurched to come to us and let us tell you everything that we think you need to know. And kind of the, the hope of this project is to kind of reverse that a little bit. Let's let the church reach out to you and see what you want to know, and then we'll try to look for those answers as best we can from from God's word. Uh, and that's that's the hope. And we've been so we've had uh, a lot of you probably in town have seen uh, the magnets on our cars. And then we've had a billboard or a billboard over on Willow. And I think it's been on Jefferson, too. Uh, it's simply asking that question and directing you to our, our website, one question dot us. And um, that's been good. And we've had a lot of different questions that have come in over the last a uh, couple of months, and we've uh, we've actually uh, we're to the point now where we've we've narrowed those down, and we've uh, kind of categorized those questions into uh, nine different questions, and uh, we're going to start answering those actually this coming Wednesday, so a week from two days ago, so just a few days from now, uh, we'll start answering those questions on Wednesday nights at six thirty. Uh, in person at the Jefferson Avenue building, which we, of course, would invite everyone to come, but also we'll live stream those online on our church website, which is jococ.org, or on the, the onequestion.us uh, website. So well. you've taken questions yeah. from from folks from all over the community. Yeah. Yes, sir. And if you could ask God one question, right. what would it be? Yes, sir. I don't know if you're in a position to do that right now, and I don't want you to do things prematurely before you, but are you, what kind of questions are you getting? You don't be as yeah. specific as you want. Want to be, yeah, so we've had we've had we have all kinds of questions. Some of them are 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 very personal questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, for instance, you know, uh, and and this is you know certainly something that you know, apparently this lady, this is what she would ask God. You know, and she would ask, when will I become a mom? Uh, so she wants to know something like oh, that. Okay. Others have asked, uh, how can I fix my relationship with my child, or how can I fix my relationship with this person? So some of them are are very personal questions sure. like that. And sure. you know, and our hope is, uh, in some form or fashion, we want to from God's word. Uh, answer every question that is asked. So, yeah, so we're going, yeah, with scripture. So, so those folks that that ask very specific individual questions, we'll probably send in emails to them because we got their email addresses, and, uh, and that's part of the you know submitting a question. So, so your we'll intention is to respond, yeah, to every question. That's wow, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then, uh, but then other ones have been you know kind of standard questions, questions that you expect, uh, ones that may fall under the category of why did this bad thing happen to me. Uh, and actually, that's our first question that we'll tackle next uh, next uh, Wednesday night. Uh, why did this bad thing happen to me? We've had other ones. Of how how can I know that Christianity is the right religion? Uh, what about all these other religions? Wow. What about uh, what about people who have never heard about Jesus? What happens to them? How how can I make it to heaven? So so questions that 
uh, haven't been two different. One, the, the one that's been the most different uh, from any other time that I've heard this done and the last time I did it myself uh, was the question. It was kind of a two-parter. Uh, God, why did you create anything to begin with? Why'd you do it? What's, what was in it for you? And then secondly, God, if you're going to do that, why make it where evil is possible? Why make it where temptation is possible? Why make it where Satan is real? Why, if, if, if you're going to create anything at all, why make it where you know, it's going to end in some form or fashion badly for part of the creation? Uh, so that's a question that we, I've never had asked me before or anyone else before. So we're going to tackle that one. And that's what a great way. Yeah. Wow. What a great way to minister. Yeah. And so let's say what's on your mind. What are your questions? Right. You, you, you receive those questions and you respond in a scriptural way. Yeah. Man, that's uh that is just too cool. It really is. Yeah, that's it what really we want to do. You know, we want to, we want to stick with the word and, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, Peter tells us that God gives us everything pertaining to life and godliness, everything yeah. we need to know about life and everything we need to know about God. The Bible tells us now that doesn't mean that God's going to specifically answer every question in a very direct way. But I think he gives us some guiding principles that answer every question we have. Now, I've got to share this with you. I saw that billboard. And if you could ask one question, I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I thought this, but my first question was, God, how do you put up with me? <laughs> <Yes, sir. laughs> that that right. was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. I, I guess I must have been thinking or not uh, thinking about something that was less than perfect in my life. Yeah. How do you put up? With yeah, me? we could anyway, all ask that one. I bet you. Sure. <laughs> I, tell me how you decided. By the way, our guest, Andy Brewster, minister at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ. How did you decide? How did you know? How did you how did you come to this calling and you knew this is the direction that you want to take with your life in terms of ministry? Right. So uh, I was thinking about that a little bit. I was I was uh, coming over today and uh, there's there's practical reasons. But I think the biggest reason and hopefully the biggest reason anybody would get into this kind of job is I love Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's made a difference good in my reason. life. And uh, and so I want to help other people. But but specifically, I think as far as outside of just you know, trying to be a good Christian and being influenced on other people. Um, I had a youth minister when I was in, in, uh, in high school and, uh, he had a big impact on my life. And, uh, you know, my life, I've been extremely blessed having a Christian home, uh, not, not a ton of struggles. You know, we all have some, but, uh, but he, he just helped me and, and showed me, uh, what it was to love God and really love God and, uh, and love other people. Uh, by one of the ways we show our love for God is by loving other people. And he was extremely good at that. Uh, and, um, so that encouraged me to go that direction. So that's why I started in youth ministry. And, and my plan was to, uh, to be in youth ministry my whole life, you know, as long as I could, but you don't find a whole lot of, uh, 40, 50, 60 year old youth ministers, uh, and then ultimately, I guess what got me into preaching, um, I wanted to be able to have a little bit more influence on the whole congregation, the whole church. Uh, and if, you know, for whatever reason, uh, when you have a youth minister, uh, no matter how good he is or she is. Uh, it's, uh, it's always, well, they're just the youth minister. Uh, and so that's, that's just the kind of the reality of it. So, uh, that led me towards, uh, moving into the pulpit and trying to, to minister, not just to teenagers, but to, to adults as well. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tremendous calling you have. And, and now you are, you made the transition from youth ministry to, to lead minister at the church. It was the transition. Um, how was that? Uh, it was it was interesting. It's it's a very different job. They, I think there are skills that uh, both of them are similar, but there are some things that are very different. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people uh, people treat the minister a little differently than they treat the youth minister. Yeah. In some good ways, some not so great ways. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's been a blessing. 
and uh, and certainly here at at, uh, at JA so far, we've uh, we've really enjoyed our time with them so far. Well, Jefferson Avenue Church has been a long, uh, great history of ministry in our community. I remember getting here in the seventies, and it was it was actually on Broad Street then. Yes, sir. Moved to Jefferson Avenue now, but continues to do a great work in terms of advancing the, advancing the kingdom of God. Andy, thank you so much for being here. Yes, we sir. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank and you. Lucy, I appreciate it. Best in your ministry here. Andy Brewster, minister at the Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ, has been our guest today. We appreciate his being here, and thank you for joining us again today on The Chat.